You're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, episode number 10. There are times when you record a guest interview and you walk away thinking, wow. And there are also times when you finish editing an episode and you're thinking, wow. This episode is one of those times. Today, I'm joined by my friend Erin Hayworth of Work With Process. As a productivity coach and business strategist, Erin empowers service-based online entrepreneurs to take back their to-do lists, find joy in their business, and up-level their impact by strategically working towards their goals and ultimate vision of their business and life. From her years of marketing, branding, and customer service experience, she creates roadmaps for her clients to know what they need to be doing next to get where they want to go. And in this episode, she's doing just that. Erin shares about her first year of business where she made $800 and spent $7,000. Her second year where she grew her revenue by 1,300% and the exact steps she took to make her goals an actual reality. And she's giving you the step-by-step process to do it for yourself as well. This episode is so packed. You're definitely going to want to take notes on this one. Oh, and she's got a killer freebie for y'all that I've actually personally been using for a few months now in my own business. Stay tuned because you'll hear all about it in this episode. I don't want to keep you from this information any longer, so let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey, Erin. I am so glad you're here, and I'm so excited to share you with all of my listeners. Thanks so much for having me. Why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So my name is Erin Hayworth. I am a small business strategist and a productivity coach um, for small businesses and online entrepreneurs. I founded a boutique business consultancy called Work With Process a few years ago, and I work with my clients basically by streamlining their processes to make getting to the life and the business that they dream about easier. I love that. I love it so much. And I know that we have very similar passions. I also know that when you first started your business that you struggled with making forward motion on goals. And I know I also struggled with this, so I'm assuming a lot of the listeners have too. I would love to hear what your business looked like during that time and also what was going on in your mind as you were 
struggling to make forward motion and it wasn't happening, what kind of thoughts were you having about your business as you were working each day? And then also in the space that you were taking away from your business, how were you feeling about your business in general? And yeah, all of that. So I think it actually starts even before I started my business. So back in, um, 2017. So I had my daughter, I have a three and a half year old now. I had my daughter back in the fall of 2016 and didn't like, it was so all consuming. Um, I was working for a, um, branding agency as the, at the time. And it was, it was one of those things where you're kind of in survival mode and then you come out of survival mode and you're like, what does it all mean? You know, having babies will do that to you or any big event do that to you. And so going into the summer of 2017 and, and way more into 2018, I was feeling this pull on my heart to have a little bit more freedom with my time, freedom with finances, and freedom just in what I was focusing on, like what I was able to write about or, or really um, learn about. I'm one of those people that loves to learn. I've always, I have always am a self-proclaimed lifelong learner. I love taking courses, reading books, all the things to up my knowledge. So I started this, I would say personal development personal growth path back in 2017. And then it all kind of came to a head in 2018, the spring of 2018, when I decided it was just time that I did something about it. So I really started thinking about how to move forward and take action on things that I really wanted at that point. But it wasn't like I decided to start my business and then set all these goals. And then that was the thing. It all kind of came about a little bit more organically than that. But whenever I did start my business or think about starting my business in 2018, it was one of those things was where I got really intentional about what I wanted that to look like. And in doing that, I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to work for. And it wasn't all just, it wasn't necessarily specific, like the intention of setting goals. It was more of, I know that this is the vision that I have for my life. So I would say at the beginning, there wasn't so much of a goal setting mentality as with the business as it is now. I will say I was one of those people, even in my personal life that would set New Year's resolutions 1000% every January 1st at the end of December, you get super pumped up and go and set these resolutions. And then it would get to November, December of that year. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't get any closer to those things. <laughs> so, cause I hadn't thought about them for like 10 or 11 months. So in getting to the business, I kind of didn't even think about it as goals. I really thought about it as what is the business that I want to build and like what that looked like. And then just kind of started hacking away at it. And there were a lot of mindset things that were going on. Like, can I do this? Am I smart enough? Is this going to matter? And again, I think that's where some of the personal growth and personal development stuff came in was that I was reading a lot of manifesting books, a lot of money mindset books, a lot of other things like that. And so one of the things that I did very early on, I started my business in July of 2018. I got my first client in September of 2018, and I dropped $5,000 on a coach in September of 2018. And 
it's one of those things where I was like, I just have to invest in myself to let myself know that I get it. Like I completely 1000% believe in myself. There is no plan B. This is the only way we're going to go. Um, and while I didn't quite feel like I got my money's worth in the actual program, uh, I feel like it was a life lesson that I definitely did get investing in yourself just to invest in yourself. Not such great, not such a great way to go about it. You have to really be smart about it and making sh- making sure that you're doing your research and all of those things. But all of that to say, I got to the end of 2018. I had made eight hundred dollars in my business, and I had spent probably like seven thousand at that point. So I was definitely in the negative for that year. I was also still working at the branding agency at this time. Um, So this was on the side. I hate the term side hustle because it seems to (laughs) diminish, to diminish things so much, but technically I guess that's, well, that's what it was. I was doing two things, momming, being a wife, having a house, all the different things, and still trying to maintain some sort of social life. So 2019, January of 2019 rolled around and I kind of decided that something had to give. Like I couldn't have another year where I did that, where I didn't set goals and I didn't really understand where I was going and I wasn't making progress on those things. So that's really, I think, when things started to change was was late December 2018, early January of 2019 for me. So you're at this point where you have not May, you're in the red for 2018. How are you feeling throughout 2018 as you're, you're going about your everyday though? I know you said that you, there were a lot of mindset issues, but yeah. What kind of things were you telling yourself on a daily basis? How did that, what were you kind of sitting in? I guess is a good way to say that. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of extremes. It it felt like it was, it was very, very high ups and very, very low, low downs. And I don't mean that in like my mood necessarily. But for example, you know, I got my first client and I think they paid me $250 for like one session or something like that. And I was just, oh my gosh, anytime you make the first amount of money in your business, it's the biggest thing. And then somebody else wants to pay you money for your expertise and then somebody else and then somebody else. And so every time I would get a client or sign a new contract with somebody, I was over the moon and I felt like I could do anything. And then there would be some time where I wouldn't have any new leads or I wouldn't get any responses to some of my social media posts or my emails or, you know, I had for the longest time, I had like four people on my email list and I was one of them. So I could test things. So, you know, it's just, you have this idea of, okay, I'm going to start a business and if I just work hard enough, it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually understand what that means. Like you think, okay, if I just sit here and write enough social media posts, or you believe in it enough, or you're passionate about it enough, then it's going to succeed. And that's totally like not how it works. And the things that you think are going to be hard aren't necessarily the hard things. I say this to my business coach at the right now, it's Um, yes, I hired her for business strategy, but more importantly, I hired her for the mindset piece because Mm -hmm. the business strategy piece is something that I get. Like I naturally get that I'm learning all the time so I can pick those things up 
um, through paid or free offers all over the internet. The part that I need the one-on-one help with is the mindset piece because it doesn't matter what level you're at, that imposter syndrome comes in. You see somebody else that's always doing doing it better than you are, or you think they're doing it better than you are because they're having five-figure months or six-figure years, or they have an Instagram following of 100,000 or a million or whatever it is. So there was a lot, especially in those early days, there was a lot of comparison, like I should be further along. And then there was also this kind of excuse making for myself to make myself feel better about that in that, okay, well, this isn't my full-time thing. I've just got to let it grow organically or something like that. Like this is just going to take time. So I was kind of making excuses for myself as well. Oh my gosh. I feel like you just hit so many nails on the head with all of that. Especially this whole idea of if I just keep working really, really hard, something will happen. And if I just put more effort in, I'll be more successful. And I love that. And that's such a such a pervasive lie, I think, in this whole entrepreneurship community is that if I just work harder and I work more hours and I do more things, that I'll get more done and I'll grow faster. And it's really not the case. And I know that you teach this, that you have to take really intentional steps to find growth. And it's not about how much you're doing or how hard you're working. It's about how aligned are you with your goals and with your audience. 100%. I think there is this idea that um, the the hustle, right, that that makes really great memes and is a lot of fun to use as hashtags and things like that. And, but I feel like that's not the secret sauce. Like, yes, you're going to have to work hard. That's a given. You're an entrepreneur. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is, that's not the secret sauce, basically. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have chills. This is so good. So, okay. You're at the beginning of 2019. You've realized this is not working. Something has to change. What steps did you take to make a change? So, um, it was, I don't remember where I was. I feel like it was in the car. Maybe we were going to Christmas at my in-laws or something like that, but we were in the car and I got out my notebook and I basically just started writing down all the things that I wanted to be true for myself by the end of 2019. Because, you know, 2019, I don't know if anybody else felt like this, but I was like, okay, 2019, I've got a whole year to make me who I want to be before the new decade. And we know how that turned out at this point, (laughs) (laughs) But at the beginning of 2019, it was like, okay, this is my year to get everything in line. So I'm who I want to be by the beginning of 2020. By the way, if anybody else feels this way, you're always going to reach for more and want more. So (laughs) this is just a, a, a constant thing. Doesn't matter what level you're at. So I wrote down everything that I wanted for myself, like all the different areas that I wanted to improve on in my life. It had to do with the business. It had to do with how I was as a mom, had to do with how I was showing up as a wife. Um, my, my health, I had definitely slacked off on healthy eating and working out and all the things. And you make excuses like, you know, I've got a kid and I've got a nine to five and I've got this business and all these different things. And so I wrote all those things down. And then I basically, I had done a lot of the work to like understand what smart goals were and things like that. So I basically wrote myself smart goals 
at that point. That's when I really got super intentional about, okay, if, if I do these things, I'm going to be who I want to be at the beginning of, beginning of 2020. And so once I did that, a couple of days later, I kept looking at them because my heart was definitely being pulled towards it. And so I started figuring out a way to really keep them top of mind every single day. And it became this thing where I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do this quarter? So I was like, okay, well, what needs to happen for the next three months for me to be able to do that? Okay, well, then how do I break that down into something a little bit more attainable? Like what needs to happen this month? So I'm on track for those things. And then broke that down into the week and then some habits that I needed to create. And that was when things really shifted for me because not only did I give myself smaller things that I could focus on and it didn't feel so big, I was actually keeping things top of mind for myself on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, on a, on a weekly basis, but also even on a daily basis. So I started doing Rachel Hollis's Start Today journal process in October of 2018. October of 2018. Yeah. So by beginning of 2019, I had made this a thing. And it, for anybody that doesn't know this process, it's basically you write down gratitudes and your top 10 dreams for yourself and your the goal that you're focusing on every single day. So keeping that top of mind meant that I could align my actions with where my thoughts were. And I was started making incremental progress on those things. I started working out regularly. I started eating healthily and meal prepping and making those things easy for myself. We ended up selling our house in Nashville, moving to Oklahoma, um, and paying off over $25,000 in student loan debt uh, in 2019, which was huge. We, I read 27 books, and for anybody with a toddler, you know that reading is not that easy whenever you've got a toddler re- running around. and. I left my nine to five in 2019 and went full-time in my own business. I attended several conferences where I really got to get the most out of it and was super intentional about that. So many things that I had set for myself in 2019 by the end of 2020, or I'm sorry, by the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I had gotten there or made significant progress towards. I actually grew my revenue 1300% from 2018 to 2019. So that, that was really awesome too, because you're starting to pick up momentum and you're starting to like see the forward motion basically. Yeah. And I've watched many of your numerous trainings on this in your amazing Facebook group. And the way I'm, For our listeners, I am a huge goal setter. I love my power sheets. I'm all about setting goals. But Erin is the one that made it really click for me as far as how to use and understand the data that I'm getting and the feedback that I'm getting in my business in order to really make progress on my goals. It just made such a difference. Not only was I just, you know, trying to check off steps that I was putting out for myself and trying to do this and trying to do that. But her process really helped me start making 
serious progress on all of my goals. So I would love it if you would give us an overview of what your your process is for planning out your goals. And I know that you don't have your your handy whiteboards right now and everyone can't see you, but if you could just talk us through it. And if you guys yeah. want to see the whiteboards, go find her Facebook group. I will link to it in the show notes because she puts out a new training every single week. Are you tired of slow starts to your days? Of feeling like your tasks are scattered all over the place? Of never knowing what to work on and when? Being an entrepreneur is great, but sometimes when we feel overwhelmed by everything on our plates, it can be really easy to start missing the times when we used to have someone to tell us what to do and what to work on. Lucky for you, I've got exactly what you need, a batch schedule. I talk a lot about batch schedules and how necessary they are for running a business efficiently and simply. In fact, it's one of the main components in my signature process, the three B's. A batch schedule is that boss telling you what to work on and when once you've got it all set up. I created a Trello template with my entire batch schedule, daily categories, and the tasks that I work on within each category. Available for you to get your hands on for only $7. You can grab it for yourself at amandawarfield.com forward slash podcast workflow. Again, head to amandawarfield.com forward slash podcast workflow to swipe my entire weekly workflow for yourself for just $7. Hit pause, get your hands on it, and simplify your weekly schedule. And then, of course, you can jump right back into this awesome episode. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually recently just did the, this series where I talk about how I break it down into quarterly reviewing and planning, monthly reviewing and planning, and weekly reviewing and planning. And so on a quarterly basis, I will see what how far I've gotten in the previous quarter towards the goals and if I've reached the quarterly mini goals is what I call them. So I take my big annual goal and break it into four quarterly mini goals. And for something like revenue, you could say, okay, I want to make $60,000 in my business and revenue this year. And breaking that into four, if you're not taking into consideration seasonality, that's $15,000 a quarter, which is really easy math for my head to do. So that's what we're using. Um, for something like, um, you know, growing your email list, you could do something similar with, with numbers. I prefer data-driven or number-driven goals because it's easier for me to break down and see what the progress is, but it doesn't have to be like that. I usually do break, break those down. Even for personal goals, I'll use this. So I have a goal to run a half mar marathon in December. I don't know if I'll be running it with the actual marathon group, or if I'll just be running it by myself by that point, but it doesn't matter. I will still run 13.1 miles on December 6th of this year. And so kind of reverse engineering that, like how many miles do I need to be able to run in Q1, Q2, Q3, so that um, near the end of Q4, I can run 13.1 miles. And so I like basically break that up into numbers. So, because that's just how my brain works and I know what to aim for. Mm -hmm. So you take that big number, you break it into your four quarterly mini goals. And then in each quarter, there's three months. So you break that into monthly milestones. So if we go back to our revenue example, $60,000 annual revenue, $15,000 for one quarter, and you break that into three, that's $5,000. Again, I'm not taking seasonality or anything like that, big launches that you have coming up into account, but this is 
the way that I can see what needs to happen and then adjust accordingly. So you've got your monthly milestone. When you get that monthly milestone, you really think about, okay, what is what are the actions, the strategies, the tactics, the different things I can do to get to that goal, that, that milestone this month, and what daily habits do I need? So that's the first thing that I do at the beginning of the year. And then whenever I do my quarterly review, I look at, did I meet those, the, the quarterly mini goal? If I did, what contributed to that? If I didn't, what contributed to that? What could I have done better? What could I have done differently? So it's really taking a look back at, okay, well, you got really close or you completely missed the mark and, and what happened. I think the power, more powerful part is whenever we get to the monthly and the weekly piece, which is where monthly, I do the same thing. I do review, reviewing and planning. So you look back at the past month and the things that you tried and the numbers and see, okay, me doing Facebook Lives every single week increased my engagement, increased sales, whatever it was, and maybe doing, you know, posting on Instagram didn't do as much. So you'll you'll shift your next month. You'll plan to do more lives or put more into those lives in terms of promotion than you would into Instagram. So there is this strategy to this because again, hustle is not like hustle by itself isn't good enough. It's got to be where you are doing that hustle on the things that really matter. It's got to be an effective hustle. You can't just throw spaghetti at the wall and expect that things are going to stick every single time. You've got to say, okay, that piece of spaghetti stuck. Now let's do more of that. Let's cook it that long. You know, I'm going off on this weird spaghetti metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) But it has to be one of those things where you are making smart decisions based on what's working for you right now. Yeah, I love that. And you're right. That's the the daily and the weekly action steps, I think, is the most powerful part of all of this. Could you give us a little bit more detailed explanation about how you're aligning your daily habits and weekly habits and action steps to those bigger goals? Because I think that is the most powerful part of what you teach. And I would love for the listeners to hear more of that. Sure. So what I do um, whenever I am taking the monthly milestone is, again, I look at strategies, actions, tactics to use. And if I need to implement new daily habits in order to make those things happen. On a weekly basis, I'm actually doing the reviewing and planning as well. I keep a scorecard, um, is what I call it, every single week. And it basically has specific uh, KPIs or key performance indicators, which is just basically a really fancy word for metrics or numbers that you want to track that are going to tie back to your overall big goals. So for example, if you have revenue, a certain revenue goal for the year, understanding what, how much revenue you're making on a weekly basis is really important information to have. Um, How many new email subscribers you're getting on a weekly basis. So tracking this on a weekly basis, not only gives you really detailed information, it also allows you to track patterns and tie what you're doing in any given week 
to the results that you're getting. So for example, if I said, okay, I'm going to really push my Facebook lives this week. I'm going to, you know, promote my free group, um, you know, and, and really do a lot for that. And then I saw a huge uptick in email subscribers that week, then I could tie those things together. It's not as scientific as a direct correlation, but you don't have to be a total scientist in order to make smart decisions and, and draw really smart conclusions. More importantly than drawing those really smart conclusions is making them work for you. That's what you're really wanting to do is you're, even if your actions or your strategies or your tactics don't work, they can still work for you in giving you the information that you need in order to pivot, adapt, change how you're moving forward. So I think that that's really important. And then even just on like the daily habit piece, understanding what results you're getting from implementing certain things. I'm right now doing um, a new smoothie type thing just for, you know, because I'm always trying to see how to manage my energy better because if you can manage your energy better, then you have more energy available to do the things that you want to do and you're not so lethargic and you can be more productive. So one of the things I'm doing right now is I changed one, one thing in my day, which was replacing my breakfast with a smoothie. And then I'm going to do that for a week and see how I feel and then move forward from there. So it's, Entrepreneurship is this really cool data gathering opportunity that you can gather data and then do more mini experiments in real time. And I think that that's one of the reasons that I geek out about it so bad. <laughs> no, I love it. And I, I didn't start thinking of entrepreneurship as just this huge experiment until the Bloom and Grow Live conference this mm-hmm. last November that we were at together. And when, yeah, when they talked about that, I was like, oh my gosh, why have I never thought about this? That makes everything, it just takes the pressure off to think of it as one big experiment, or at least it did for me. Like, no, 100%. 100% because it kind of takes it. Yes, it takes the pressure off, but it also takes the uh, personal, it, it takes some of like the personal piece out of it. So you don't feel as crushed if you don't reach your goals in the way that you thought you were going to reach them. But it also sets you up to reach your goals and make incremental progress towards your goals because of the being able to use the data and then create a new experiment based on that data. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but do you happen to have a way for listeners to grab a free download of your scorecard that you use? Yes, absolutely. I will. (laughs) It's really simple. It's not anything fancy. I just create it in um, Google Sheets. But yeah, absolutely. I I will totally let you link to that. Uh, I'll give you guys. (laughs) I mean, I'm curious. I want to grab it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll link to that in the show notes, guys. You should definitely grab it. I... I use every Friday as a super energy management. Like you said, I know that Fridays I accept actually we're recording this on a Friday, which is really ironic. <laughs> I don't typically do anything on Fridays that takes any energy because I'm just, I don't have a lot of it by the time the weekends. And so typically my Fridays are all about planning and all of that. So I'm going to go download the scorecard and add that into my routine on Fridays because I could definitely do better about figuring out how what I'm doing weekly is relating to my big goals. Okay, so as we start to wrap up, 
I love for all of my guests to give one action step that the listeners can take this week, just one thing that they could do to start moving towards making incremental progress on their goals. Yeah. So it's like a three-part action step, but they're mini pieces. So first of all, if you don't have your goals written down, sit down and write down your goals for the rest of 2020. That's the first piece of this. The second piece of it is choose one goal, one goal that if you achieve that, you're everything else on that list is going to be either easier or unnecessary. And that is Gary Keller's idea of the one thing. So if you want to know more about that, go read that book. But it makes such a difference to put your focus on one thing. It doesn't mean you can't make progress on those other things, but all of your intentional hard work is going to go towards this one goal. And then take that goal and break it up into, we've got basically three quarters left. You know, we're, we're going to be halfway through May when this, this comes out. So you'll have basically half a quarter left for Q2 and then two more quarters. So considering that break down your big goal into two and a half quarters, whatever it might be of mini goals, and then break those quarters down into monthly milestones and then take your monthly milestone for May or June or wherever you're listening to this and starting and break that down into, okay, if this is my milestone, don't even think about the big goal at this point. This is the milestone that I'm trying to hit. What things do I need to do on a weekly basis or on a daily basis that are going to get me there? That's going to be the plan that is going to help you start making incremental progress towards that big goal. If you just focus on that big goal, you're going to get paralyzed by, holy cow, this is such a huge goal. I'm never going to get there. But if you say, okay, all I have to do every single day is get up and walk a mile. That's easier than trying to run 13.1 miles or whatever, whatever your goal is. So, or if your goal is $60,000 in revenue, weekly, you're like, okay, I have to have three sales calls. That's way more doable than trying to think about how is this all going to lead into a big revenue year. I love that. So if you could recommend one book to everyone, what would it be? So I, I really love books. So this was, this is hard for me, but I think the book that really changed things for me back in 2017, I read this in June of 2017 is a book called Crazy is a Compliment by Linda Rotenberg. And it is brilliant. It's about entrepreneurship. It's about believing in yourself. And it's about not being afraid to take a different path when everybody else is kind of doing one thing. And that really lands with me, especially with entrepreneurship, because I don't come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Nobody around me was an entrepreneur whenever I started this. Um, I worked for a small company and that was, and we worked with entrepreneurs at the time. And that was basically my only exposure to what that kind of life was like. And so being, it was almost like this pep talk to, to say it was okay if I didn't do what my parents had done or done what all my friends are doing or whatever it might've been. Yeah. I've never heard of that one, but that one's, that sounds really interesting. I'll have to go check that out. So Erin, where can everyone find you now that they love everything you just talked about and they want to go learn more about you and what you do. 
Yes, I would love to connect with you. Um, I am on Instagram at work with process. Uh, also work with process on Facebook. You, I will interact with you there. The best way to get the most from me is to go to my Facebook group, Streamlined Processes for Action-Taking Entrepreneurs. That is the absolute best way to interact with me on a daily and weekly basis. Like you said, I do free live trainings in there every single week, and they are jam-packed with all sorts of goodness. Like whatever I'm learning, whatever I'm uh, kind of delving into, you guys are going to get as well. So. It's a great group. I love being part of it. And she has really cool whiteboards, guys. When I first saw them, it blew my mind. <laughs> I love whiteboards. I love them. Erin, uh, thank you so much for coming on here and being a guest. I really appreciate it. This was such a great episode. Oh, I loved talking to you. It's such, such fun. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.